Here's how you become a Savings Catcher Diva or Don. Step 1. Download the Walmart app and use the Savings Catcher. Step 2. Enter your Walmart receipt. Step 3. Savings Catcher compares prices of eligible items at Walmart. Step 4. If it finds a lower advertised price by a leading store in your area, it will give you the difference on an e-gift card in a few days. Step 5. Do a two-step. You're in. Saving money in every penny counts. Save with Savings Catcher from Walmart. Comparison on eligible products only. Restrictions apply. Visit walmart.com slash savings catcher for details. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads from over 200 countries and your number one source in after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode four of season four of The Killing. Dream, baby, dream. Dream on. We've got Oriana Leo. Hi. We've got Phil Svitek, and we've got a great episode. Yes, to talk we about. do. Oh my God, so much is happening. I mean, we, we, we progress a little bit in the Stansbury storyline, mm-hmm. but we really progress in the... Skinner investigation. Yes, we do. But not in the ways that I thought. Tell me. What did you think was going to happen? Okay, well, um, last week I know it was the big question. How is how is the CI going to kind of tell to Reddick? And I wasn't expecting this. And Reddick, you know, at the, at the, I, we were so close <laughs> to getting away with it until he said, it was a cop. Right? Well, not to mention that the CI, <laughs> I like how poetic it is that he's, he's sharing the information through a chain link fence. Yeah. Like hoping he's going to get something out of it. He's desperate. Yeah, I mean, what's the what? Part of the whole thing is I still don't know Reddick's motive for mm-hmm. any of this, um, and so I'm very curious. And and you know, I, I guess might as well talk about Reddick's. Might as well. <laughs> and I, but that. I'm right there with you in that. Like, it's this gnawing feeling of I don't know whether to love him or hate him. I don't know whether to root for him or not because I don't know what his motivations are, and that makes him complicated. But I, I am desperate to find out. Yeah, and, and, and also in terms of Lyndon and Holdren, which we'll obviously talk more at length, but it's like where they started off so good and like, okay, you can kind of get behind them. Now I'm torn there as well. Mm-hmm. And so it just makes this whole pot messier than the wife. The, finally, we get the answer of what she actually saw. She didn't quite see everything, right. but it was just enough to just launch. Enough. Uh, I mean... <laughs> Given that this information is now out, that uh, she saw Lyndon at the lake throwing something in just a few days ago, I feel like that is, that's going to essentially dot the I's and cross the T's for Lyndon. Well, because here's, here comes Skinner here, yep. out of the lake yep. um, in the car. And we were wondering, like, okay, wh- how... Where was the body? We didn't know. And, they, you know, you would think... I would have thought they would have buried him like 10 feet under, like a place that he would never be found. But no, <laughs> but the lake, it's so obvious. And, but my frustration is they do this for a living. <laughs> so do the opposite of what you know it's going to be like. Take him to Tahiti. 
Right. Right. Do something. Do something. Um, and obviously they have a backstory. They've come up with some kind of storyline of what happened to him. Um, but all I could think when the, when the car was coming up and this, how this story is unraveling is that he was on his knees when he was shot. Remember? Yeah. Uh, Holder says that like, no one's going to believe you that it was self-defense. He was on his knees. Um, and so I, that's all I could think of when they were, the car was coming out of the lake was just like the forensics are going to show. You know, mm. the forensics are are probably not in their favor. Gay male lover. Ooh. Well, but we see, we see Reddick, though, interviewing the wife and asking about other women and asking about girls. Yeah. And so, and that's where, you know, that's, that's a good point because he's, he's also looking at the photos earlier. And obviously the, the big piece of evidence is the, the ring mm-hmm. and, um, also the car, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which Lyndon withheld, was able to withhold earlier on. Now it's coming, coming back and resurfacing. So that's why I question Reddick. Like ultimately he must be f- f- angered at Skinner. I don't know. So he, my husband watched this episode with me and he was like, well, so what does he want? What does he want? Does he want to solve the case? Does he want to get back at these guys? Like, and he was just asking the question out loud. And I thought, I really don't know. The thing is, is that Reddick hasn't really been the best cop, you know, yeah. like his investigative capabilities or his wherewithal to be patient with a case. So I feel like there's so many facets to this where, number one, he is sleuthing for the first time in a while and he likes it. Yeah. Right. Like he's uncovering stuff and he's enjoying it. But there has to be a part of him that is this is a huge information to find out what Skinner did put the pieces together and then of course he's going to want to ultimately know why the cover-up he has his he has his feelings i just wonder where his alliances will go will he feel so strongly about skinner that he'll identify with Lyndon and holder yeah you know of like i would want to shoot the son of a bitch too or is he going to want justice for all like i there's so many ways it can go i mean i think right now it could go one it's either he he sides with Lyndon and Holder and is able to get him off the hook mm-hmm. by withholding all the information that he knows, or he he's basically going to say like these guys helped Skinner. Or is there a third? There's option? a third option in the sense of leverage. Like, what does he really want? You know, how crooked is he? Is he going to use it against Lyndon and Holder to try to extort them to kind of get what you know? You what's never, he going to get from them? I don't know. Drugs? Free co- free coffee and donuts for life? I, that could yeah. I don't know, but I feel like we don't know enough about him to know his motivation to know mm. which way he's going to go, which is really frustrating to me right now. Absolutely, it really is. Um, but so. it's making it for a great story. Yeah. So again, so close with the CI where he just so, didn't care. He just didn't care, was ready to walk away, and it was it was such a amazing scene, and then as soon as he says it was a detective, here's up. What? Yeah. What? what you got to say? Yep. Um I wanted to talk about Jack. Let's talk about Jack. Um just because I feel like I've I feel like we needed to see have Jack in this episode. He needs to be in the storyline because it's getting hard to relate to Lyndon. In my opinion, like she, she had that one saving moment when she hugged him at the end. But apart from that, right, it was becoming brutal. She, you know, he just wants to connect to his mom, and she's so angry at everybody um, around her. And Maureen is that her name? Her old social worker. Mm-hmm. Um, the way she unleashes on her, she just she's completely out of control. I mean, we've seen her in different 
uh, in different stages of, of losing it. But I feel like this is a whole new one where Jack really needs her. Jack is also the motivation to keep her out of prison. You know, like I wanted to see something, something more there of her being like, oh, my son, who I love, who I'm going to keep it together so I don't go to prison forever. I just feel like it's all over her head. It is. And we, we talked about the true nature of people, right? That, you know, you can say you love somebody a hundred times, but if this is ultimately the way you act, like mm-hmm. Holder was acting last episode, yep. um, you know, then, okay, you're not. You're just ultimately deep down, you're an angry person. You can say that, like, you're doing this for Jack, but mm-hmm. you're not. No. And also, it goes to show, illustrate the kind of, like, the cycle of abuse, if you will, because... You know, we know that Lyndon was abused or she was abandoned and she has major, major issues over it. But Jack doesn't have a chance in the sense that he's been abandoned over and over again by her. We find out that dad doesn't want him. So he has nowhere to go, you know, except for Butte in this ridiculously um, dysfunctional environment. And I just feel like I'm watching we're wa- we're watching her make the same mistake as her own mother did, who she sees in this episode. And... We get to see that, like, moment of... That dynamic. That dynamic was crazy because she's really saying, you know, you don't have a right to talk to me. You don't have a right to be here. But when she sees how upset it makes her, her mother, she has, like, a tiny bit of tenderness. Yeah. What did you think about that scene? Um, I thought, you know, at first uh, I was trying to figure out their relationship. And then as soon as Lyndon says, like, you know, I've seen you watching and things like Mm -hmm. that, um, it really escalated quickly um, to a... To a whole different point, and, and you know, I, I could see where Lyndon was coming from, and but what pains me is that it can go one of two ways, you know, because she's known this pain, mm-hmm. she, you know, other people go the opposite way and never repeat that mistake. Right. Um, she's not doing that. She's not doing that. <laughs> Just like with Holder, you know, you would think by Holder saying like, you know, uh, she says to him like, "Hey, why are you on drugs?" and he he shoots back like, "Oh." You're such a good parental unit. I should, I'm taking advice from you. Right. And you would think like she tried to disprove that. Mm-hmm. But you can't really prove that you're happy by being angry. No, happy. you really can't. And that's what she's being. Totally. I thought it was interesting. Like, I just felt so bad for Jack in that scene because she's just like, go wait in the car. And it's like, you've been telling this kid to wait in the car now for how many seasons? Like, he's older. You know, he grabs her arm and she gets really defensive about it. But it's like, how else is he supposed to communicate with her, connect to her, explain? He shouldn't listen to anything he says. He's so unimportant to her. Like, I just, it really hurts me to see. And he needs to live a life. He does. Like, just because she doesn't live a life. Mm -hmm. Also, I thought it was interesting, the mom... She said something, and I forgot my notes, so forgive me, ladies and gentlemen. But she said something like, um, I couldn't keep you. I didn't give you away. There's a difference. And Lyndon, of course, is like, no, there isn't. But it made me wonder, what, what is that difference? Like, what did she go through? What happened to her? Mm-hmm. She tells a story about the parade. Like, she clearly loved her child. Um, okay, not clearly. It, in her version of history, she loved her child. Yeah. Just makes me wonder what happened. What happens that makes you, does she, was she taken away? The first thing I thought was, oh, the cycle continues. She was taken away from her mother and Jack has been taken away from her or has threatened to, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I, I 100% agree because in, in this scenario with Jack, he, you know, she can say, uh, she loves she loves him as many times as she wants, mm-hmm. but ultimately, if she doesn't do, especially in these moments, what's necessary, then you you can't keep him. No, 
because what else? Well, I mean, last season we see them running out of windows and stuff. Like Jack running out of windows says to not get busted by child protective services. So it's like just kind of it makes me. I feel like that's a storyline undercurrent of the cycle of neglect or violence or whatever it is through families, and that Lyndon is just failing on so many levels. So many levels. You know what could brighten Lyndon's day? What? All right. Lyndon, we all know she's a very, very busy person. But um, <laughs> if she ever went shopping, which, you know, she must do very seldom. Must. But, but she she should do it more often because she needs definitely supplies. She does. Um, she's a new sweater. You know what? Let's take a step back because I, I really can't relate to Lyndon on this one. I was going <laughs> to try to relate it to Lyndon, but I can't. Most of us, we go shopping and we try to save money. Um and we try to do this by, you know, cutting out coupons, seeing which stores have the best deals. I shop for some things at one store, and then I'll go to another store for other things because I know the prices are better. It's so annoying. It's so annoying. We've got the solution. Walmart Savings Catcher. All you have to do is go to Walmart, get what you really need, because guess what? It's Walmart. They it's have got everything. What it's got what you need. Yeah. Um, and then just just buy it. Take home the receipt, go to walmart.com slash savings catcher, type in that receipt, and then through some amazing algorithm, it'll, it'll calculate all the savings that, you know, you're ultimately entitled to. And, and that's by comparing the cost of your items to others in the area. It's amazing. It's some kind of magical algorithm. It's amazing, and it gives you an e-gift card, so that way, you now have money to go back to Walmart. And repeat the cycle. This is a good cycle. There's bad cycles <laughs> that we've been talking about. There's ultimate, there's terrible cycles. This is a good cycle. So what you're telling me is that if I shop at Walmart, I put in my receipt on Savings Catcher, if there's other items that I could have saved elsewhere, they're going to give me that money. Absolutely. Holy moly. So I don't have to drive to multiple stores. I don't have to pay for parking or find parking. I can just, it's just stress go to, free. It is stress-free. Just go to one place. That's and you right. know you got the best price. I love it. Guaranteed. You know how you're looking, you always look around like, even even when you're in the store, you're like, okay, which one's the cheapest? Yep. Which is, yep. You know, or like whatever. Just just get what you need. Just make it faster. I love it. Because guess what? You, you go home, walmart.com slash savings catch, you type in that receipt, it all calculates it for you. Easy button. It's like your best friend. Yep. That's <laughs> easy. Um, definitely Lyndon should uh, should take note Lyndon of that. needs to get a new sweater um, and maybe some groceries. And she could pro- she could do all that at Walmart. Yeah. At least delegate it to the son. Delegate it to somebody. He needs, so- he needs, he needs something, something to, to do. do. The poor kid. Oh, my gosh. And you know what else I was thinking, too, is that... If he doesn't get something to do, he's going to end up being a holder, you know, of being angry, too much time on your hands, leads to drugs, violence, that Idle kind of hands stuff. are the devil's hand. What is it? Idle hands are the devil's playground. That's it. Yes. Um, so let's, you know, I know we talked about Jack and we'll talk, we'll talk about Lyndon more in a bit, but it, in terms of holder, I really like their interaction because she just went straight for it of like, you've been using, haven't mm-hmm. you? He's like, don't tell me what I need to be doing. Yep. I, I, there was a lot of F-bombs in this episode as well. I had I had a running tally, and I'm very mad at myself that I didn't bring my notes. Because there was a... No, 10, there was way more than that. More than 15? Pro- around there, probably. Okay. Yeah. That is that is a lot. Yeah. Luckily, it's on Netflix. I know. So That's why that. we love it. Um, but she does. She calls him out. She does. You know, and, and uh, he's absolutely reverting to his narcissistic ways but he's full of rage i mean he has no patience and i that's giving him away that he can't you know he's getting so angry over the littlest things consistently and she says you've been a total asshole for the last 24 hours what is wrong with you and then he just he demands to get out of the car which is kind of suspicious 
It is, but um, in this case, luckily, it was for a good cause. Yeah, Our Lady of Peace, where he likes to go and listen to the nuns sing. Is he is he going to become better, do you think? I mean... I don't know. I mean, I really think we're just getting to see how complicated this whole situation is, how complicated he is as a person, how complicated addiction is, that, you know, he wants to be better, but... As we see in the NA meeting, like, he's got a real darkness that he's dealing with. Can we blame Lyndon for this? Because, again, given the fact that they only have each other, Mm -hmm. they need to be each other's therapists. And they haven't been. No. And that's why he ultimately snapped. Okay, but you could go back and say this is Lyndon's fault because she killed Skinner. And we could ultimately say it's Skinner's fault. Well, okay, it's Skinner's fault. But, I mean, she pulled the trigger. He's saying, no, 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 don't do it. She fires the kill shot, and, you know, he he does what a good partner does, I guess. Um, but, ultimately, like, he's not a stable person to be in this situation. So, I feel like Lyndon really owes it to him. To be his therapist. To ther- be his therapist. To ask. And, unfortunately, that kind of goes against her personality. But I, you know, she only has one winning quality, and it's tenacity, and it's like her biggest weakness and her best strength. Yeah, right. But she's not going to be tenacious in like listening to him. She's only tenacious in asking and getting answers. But I mean, here's the problem: you have to, you have to do what's necessary, and it's human nature to do the most, the 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 least the least sufficient mm-hmm. action that you deem within yourself right so, you know and we yeah. all have different levels right yes so if, if, if for me like um it's, it's self-preservation slash laziness yeah and, and and again it's determined by the person so for what for me like let's say for me the least amount could be running 50 miles a day for you it could be 70 <laughs> i like how i had more <laughs> thanks you know um but in, in the in the sense of linden it's baffling to me because you need this to go well. So you wouldn't think like, okay, you you have someone who's quite unstable. So you better damn well check in on him every two seconds. You would think so. But, and nurture him like a child. But her sense of self-preservation is really, uh, it's just, it's waning. Like she's not doing anything to help herself yeah, at all. So I feel like we just have two really unstable, weak people that are harboring a huge secret yeah. Not just a secret, and, but a crime. And the problem is, I you know, I think to a degree she thinks she's better than Holder because she doesn't use drugs. She totally thinks she's better than Holder. She quit smoking, right? <laughs> We're all like, yeah, how long is that going to last? I bet you she smokes in the next episode. But she's almost like, I don't want, no, I don't want that. I quit. Yeah. Like, she's so great. But she's not. She, just because you don't do it, if you still exhibit certain behaviors, mm-hmm. you're, 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 I don't know. So one why argue that you're worse. Yeah, I'm really curious about what's going on with Holder's um, home life. I'm hoping we see that that's oh, like a yeah. prediction that will hopefully unravel. Yeah, because we don't know what's going on. Well, we, what we see is we see him lose it on Lincoln, right? Oh, absolutely. They that was a fun bus, scene. That was a great scene. And, you know, he's at the bus stop and he shakes him down, but he really loses it. And it's just, you know, one of many uh, scenes this episode that he has a short temper. I loved Lincoln's, uh, what's wrong with you, guy? Yeah. He's so defiant, and and he almost lost it with Kyle. Yep, um, that was that was a great scene, and that's where the colonel just absolutely flipped out on them. It was like, all right, enough. I've been helping you. Yeah, yeah. The colonel is definitely, you know, she does say, 
these are abused children. And she finally says it very plainly. Like, instead of just, you know, Lyndon says, why are you protecting them? And she's just Mm -hmm. like, don't you understand? These kids may be wealthy, but they're damaged and they don't trust anybody. And you're not helping. And, you know, knowing now what we know, obviously we can uh, backtrack and really kind of examine that of what it, what that might have meant to Lyndon mm-hmm. because she is in that boat. Right. Um, a holder perhaps too. Yeah. Because he's in that boat. It's all these damaged people and it's like, but none of, but they're not able to step outside themselves. Yeah. You know, and take a little bit more responsibility for their actions. It's like everything they do is justified. I think um, they're unable to have empathy. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, people always say like sympathy. I think empathy. Y- y- you require empathy. If you can at least start with empathy, yep. sympathy can, we can get yes, the sympathy. It's having any amount of compassion for another human being's condition. And they, I mean, we saw it with Holder with the street kids. I feel like he was able to relate to them. But that was last, you're talking about last yeah, season? Yeah, last season. Yeah, that's... That's old news. Um, I thought it was really interesting that Lincoln... I'm just... I'm really interested about where this is going with Lincoln. Because we get to see how dark and deranged he is. You know, he sends them to his house with... Where it says his gun is there. Mm-hmm. And they see the pictures on the wall of the, like, pinups with their faces scratched out. And his mom is covering for him. Like, what kind of weird-ass world do these people live in? Okay, hypothetical. Yes. You're you're s- still newlywed. Okay. What would you do if your son was like this? I would have... And you really felt like you, you, you had nothing, like... Okay, if my son had pictures like this, we I would take them off the wall, put them in a book, take them to the therapist's office, and be like, this is disturbing. Please help my son. I'm not the kind of person that just looks the other way and hopes things change. They never change when you look the other way. No. You have to change them yourself. But this idea of, you know, these all of these families that are so dysfunctional, but they look so good on the surface. And it's like, oh, if we just look the other way, if we just don't Well, at least like with the Stansberries, you know, the look was more pleasant. This is just outright... What? Yeah. This is crazy. But she's... Even the mom says... He just does it for fun. He's been doing it for years. Like, like, no wonder he's messed up, right? Could we we buy the fact that they made a bigger deal out of whatever it was? We assume that it was an affair. We assume, but we don't, do we know the full truth? About Lincoln? About Lincoln. Mrs. Stansberry? Yeah. I think, well, in my opinion, what I got from this episode was that she she really messed him up in the head with a lot of teasing and i think he did i think there was sexual contact and we know from kyle as well what she likes um that there was some contact and it really disturbed him you know it was not uh, a typical male fantasy of like oh i get to have sex with my teacher which is still child abuse but it sounds like this was way more twisted mm-hmm. and he obviously brought the gun to school like he's He's really angry about it. But the way he outbursts in this episode where he looks at Lyndon and he's like, you know, she would bend over in those little tennis skirts and he'd be like, because you have to look. You have to. And he's staring right at her when he says that. I'm like, what does he mean? Like, what did he do? I'm trying to think if, if, if I've seen this type of behavior. Which type of behavior? The booty, the booty. Okay, because okay. <laughs> exposing let's, let's, behavior. No, let, let's, let's talk about this, okay. right? In, in the, in the most, 
most adult conversation okay. we, can, we can, you know, and, and not be immature about it, right? Okay. Because as a young kid, yes, you know, you definitely are like, ooh, that's that's nice. Yeah. But I don't know if I can recall or if I've ever heard stories of going the full, like, oh, you just have to look. I mean, there, there's well, like... so I think that's what the whole thing is with Mrs. Stansberry, is that she made them look like and, there's definitely like participate. if you can see clear like if you're always like yes. you can see a lot of okay like let me just let's break it down for a second from a woman's perspective <laughs> okay it. so as a woman we have our powers of persuasion and you know how to dress for your figure and you know especially as you get older and you're a woman of mrs stansbury's age i'm not quite there yet but you know what works you know what doesn't work. I know how to get, I know how to dress so that no one will look twice. I know how to dress so that everyone will look. And that's a conscious choice of like, everyone's going to look at me. That is a certain personality. And I think taken to the extreme, it, that's really dangerous. And that's what Mrs. Stansbury was exhibiting is you like literally putting her butt out there so that these kids had no choice. Yeah. They have to see it. If someone's going to walk naked through your room or a streaker, a streaker, that's what a streaker does. A streaker's like, everyone must see me naked. You know, mm-hmm. everyone, everyone's going to look at me. So I think there's that, there's that level of forcing the young men to participate in something that they know is wrong, but by taking advantage of their nature, their innocence, their innocence and their hormones, you know? So I feel like that's what he meant when he said, like, I, we had to. Or we also know from Kyle that she liked to be touched. So what was she doing to like make them participate? I don't know. Well, as a tennis instructor, mm-hmm. like, right, it's, it's the reverse of like uh, a guy teaching a girl how to play pool where right. he's like right over her shoulder right. and like massaging her. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's creepy. And like, it could be reverse of that be for tennis. But I'll also, the racket this way. just. Just her being, you know, out on the tennis court and, like, purposefully showing her body and who knows what she's wearing under that little tennis skirt. Like, she's driving them crazy. Yeah. She's driving these kids crazy on purpose because... And that's to be preferred. Like, imagine if she didn't wear, like... Underwear. Yeah. Can you imagine being a kid? Like, really think about what that would be like. It would probably be amazing the first time. And then after I'm that... i try not to think about it. It would get really scary, though. Because it it's like, it's your teacher. This is your... your This is someone's mom. Like, is someone going to find out? And clearly... Lincoln was already damaged. He could not handle that going on. And who knows? Maybe he fell in love with her. I don't know. That's what Holder suggests. Or he was forced to fall in love. You know, it could be one of those. Right. But that's what Holder suggests of like, she wouldn't be with you, would she? Kind of thing. Exactly. So. I don't know. We're not going to know. But here's the thing. If she's participating in this and she's abusing her son as well, there's obviously some pathology there. Like, I don't think that you behave that way because your husband's not giving it to you. Um, I think that would just, you'd be, you just go have an affair. You wouldn't prey on, you know, Kids. children. Yeah. Um, so there's obviously a pathology there that everyone shares, or at least the daughter being naked and letting the neighbor photograph her. And then the littlest daughter having the nightmares. Like she, something bad happened to her with the monster in the closet. Mm-hmm. Somebody was abusing her, I'm sure. So it just mm-hmm. seems like, this really nasty environment that now it's anyone's guess. Yeah, it's you know, no one no one is innocent, certainly. Well no, and then Kyle starts having these like not quite flashbacks, but dreams where he there's almost like this emotional level that's coming to the surface, I feel like we're watching. So I wanna know, is is it a hundred percent dreams? 
or is it reality? Because when they're talking about, I we're think talking the about gun Osama and the bin note. Laden, the gun and the note. Yes. I think those are real. And who did it? I think it's Lincoln. Even no. though it's really obvious. Okay. Lincoln now, enjoy. Look, the, we had the slapping scene. Okay, which we'll talk about later. But how much did he enjoy that? He did. He loved. But who it. set it up? AJ. So it wasn't up to Lincoln to set that up. No. It was up to AJ. I know. And so, what do Why we think they, about and, perfect little AJ? Well, I was. I know. We had him on the phone. I know. Episode two, when I was praising him, and now this little bastard. I know. And well, so now that we saw this, it does kind of make me think about like the two gun theory. Like maybe. Maybe there were two of them in the house. Maybe the two of them did it. One was supposed to kill Kyle. One was supposed to kill the rest of the family. Like, I don't know. But seeing the note, he had, had the note in the classroom and he had the note in his room yeah. that had intimate knowledge of the crime scene. So obviously someone at the school did it or some ones did it. So these two guys look, they're looking good for it. But it's more like the glee they took in in this beating of Kyle. And what were they waiting for? Like, what do they want him to do? They want him to hit back. I don't. I couldn't understand. It was. It was. It was to humiliate him. Yeah. You know. Knowing well, first, he, first but AJ they knew he would take it. First AJ was testing him. Yeah. It was either let this happen or don't, and he didn't. So it was like, okay, you failed test one. Mm-hmm. Test number two hit me. Oh, and again, it's it, especially in these types of schools. It's such a male show. It's. Okay, hit me. You don't want to hit me? Fine. Let's see if you can hit your enemy. Right. You don't want to hit your enemy? Yes. Fine. Psychological warfare on this poor kid. And also, it's more on the subject of the cycle of violence. Of like, all these kids have come from some kind of, kind of violent, you know, experience, um, or they have a tendency towards violence. Um, we find out even Kyle, you know, pushed his mom who was abusing him and broke her wrist, and that's why he gets sent there. I mean, they all have these histories. And I have to say the uh, the hazing scene. Mm. Um, it's so twisted in the sense they're, they're singing nursery rhymes. And think about how damaged they are. Like, what do these nursery <laughs> rhymes possibly mean to them? Like, they've been abused possibly totally. by these same people via like these vehicles. It's so. And twisted. then you're you're literally causing harm, but you have to sing it in order to hit. It's just it's so twisted. It's so sick. And and the thing too to remember is that these are kids. Like these are. You know, at least they're most of them are under eighteen, I believe, or if not, they're eighteen. But the kids, sla- the the earlier round, I felt like they were fourteen, maybe. Yeah, 15. they were freshmen, and it's just like these are kids that are perpetuating the violence that they've learned. Like they're not learning anything at this academy. Maybe some of them are, but we haven't seen, we haven't met any of those people. Yeah, like the discipline. Like no, okay, maybe on the surface, but AJ, who is, and I feel, I feel like ultimately that's the weird cycle of all of this is that on the surface we look like we're a unit, yeah, we're together, mm-hmm. we, we, you know, we stand, blah blah, but on the on the back end of things, whew, yep, couldn't be further from the truth. So I think it's interesting. We hear AJ again is like f the colonel. Like, he really hates her, which is amazing that he's able to kiss her ass all day long. Um, He's extremely duplicitous and dangerous. So that might help inform my prediction. Um, Um, I do want to talk about the colonel's dancing. Yes. (laughs) That was amazing to see her with her hair down. and She felt so, like, um, not violated, but, like... I don't don't know what the word is, but... She was was kind of violated when Kyle saw her. Yeah. But... I think they have a relationship now and a comfort level, you know, where he's coming to her because he had a nightmare yeah. <laughs> and she's dancing and she doesn't look like the best dancer. No offense. Little, little stiff. 
Yeah. Uh, she's also dancing by herself, a two-person dance. How lonely. <laughs> yes. But I'm starting to like her a lot more. Like, she just, she's become so much more vulnerable and talking about war. And we still don't know what happened, but we know that she's damaged too. And that's why she loves these kids so much. Well, the one knock on her in this episode was that the the car matches and it's mm, hers. It is. But I look at these kids like I'm sure they could hotwire anything. You think that's what it was? I thought, my first thought was Corolla. Oh, well, Lincoln and, and or AJ drove it. Like, I wouldn't have assumed she would have driven it. Because she never leaves. Where does I, she you know, go? That, that's, a, that's a good point because we see Lincoln doing the bus. And I guess I guess they don't have a mode of transportation other than public transportation. And that wouldn't work in the middle of the night. Right. Perhaps. And we see, oh, you know, we forgot to mention the bathroom scene of just going through that disgusting bathroom and that there's a tooth shard. Before we wrap up, we have to go through evidence. Well, why don't we? Um, why don't we, we do go kinda, there? Why don't we go there? Um, let's let's start with the bathroom. Okay, and then that leads us to our bum. I thought it was funny about the the bathroom scene. I felt like they were going over it it's very slowly. Like they're talking, they're going back and forth. This place is so disgusting. And to watch Lyndon like put the flashlight around the toilet, and there's like there's piss in the toilet bowl. Like it's so yeah. dirty and filthy. But she's got this hunch, yeah. and she's right. She sees the pin on the bum. Yeah. We didn't get much information out of him, but no. at least at least we're led in this direction. Yeah. Um, now, when one of the things... So, talking about the colonel and talking about evidence, uh, you know, uh, obviously this is post-Osama bin Laden class and the game plan. Um, Kyle wants to call Lyndon. This is the first time that he wants to reach out to Lyndon, but who should stop him? Yes, obviously Lincoln, but the colonel. Yes. And she locks him away. What does she, this mean? Oh, my gosh. This is where, you know, everything I said previously uh, is called into question because she seems like I'm damaged. That's why I love these kids. But that is not the way you love a kid that's in pain or hurting to lock him in his room against his will. Like, I don't know what to make of it. Yeah. I really feel like maybe she's just as duplicitous as AJ. Like, maybe she's got that loving side of her and then on top of it she's just self-preservation yeah i don't know and i don't know what to make of it because i feel like i believe him and i feel like he's a sitting duck and i'm really the window <laughs> oh she's like you'll be safe in here and i'm just looking at the window going someone can just open it a sniper rifle can shoot right a gun AJ's can... good with the gun right like it just seems it does seem a little fishy that she does this yes um before we fully head into predictions, this will kind of be the start of it. The, the car comes up out of the lake, and we get the two shot of them mm -hmm. slowly going closer and closer and closer and closer until we get to pretty much a close-up of Lyndon. Mm -hmm. And cut. Cut. Um, I feel like... I don't... I don't... I feel desperate for these characters. I don't think anything good can come of it. Unless, unless Riddick is their saving grace that he wants to nail Skinner more than he wants to nail them. Hmm. It's like the only chance they have. Well, with that, let's get into some predictions. And now, you're after Buzz TV. Predictions. Um, there's that Riddick looks over to her. Yes. You know, they're separated by the car yes. and he just looks over and she's very intent on. Mm -hmm. They're both very stoic. They don't, you know, don't mm. say anything. Mm -hmm. Don't act like anything. Just yep. be there. And Riddick's waiting for any glimmer yeah. of anything. I am interested to see how 
uh, how we get to see more about Lincoln and AJ and their, and what the hell is going on with those two. Like Kyle, I feel so sad for him. I really don't think that he did it. Um, at this point, I, I really think that there's a lot, but there's gotta be more to the story. And I feel like they're Lincoln and AJ are so sadistic in the way they treated him that I don't know. I think it's them. I think it's the two of them. That's my prediction. Wow. All right. Throwing it out there. And well, it'll be interesting. I can't, I, I can't predict who quite it is. Um, it's, you know, we, we still have the girl on the back burner. Mm Um, I'm trying to think of all the people that are kind of in this place, but you know. Well, and the evidence is mounting because we have the tooth shard and they're looking for bloody clothes. And they've got the pin. So the evidence is mounting that somebody from that school ditched their clothes. Yeah. So it's just a matter of who it points to. Very interesting. Well, uh, thank you guys for joining us yet again on another episode of The Killing. Season 4, Episode 4. We'll be back next, not Monday, but we will be back Tuesday due to Labor Day weekend yeah um and we'll be talking about episode five so much fun stuff there and then after that oh, we, we get all our answers it's yep. gonna be very it's exciting really exciting to, to to know that i've held off <laughs> and you've held off yep exercise and discipline you're looking at it right here i know um thank you guys for joining us let us know most of you probably have seen the entire series um you know and and perhaps it's just fun kind of making fun of us <laughs> seeing what we think when you're like these idiots. <laughs> but if, in case you haven't, uh, let us know what you guys think and uh, who, who might have murdered me. If you guys are watching this and you have seen the entire thing, just, just give a little disclaimer in the comments and just say spoiler alert in case you guys are talking about a spoiler alert. Right. Um, that way it's fair to everybody and everyone can participate. Mainly fair to us. So, um, in the meantime, to directly connect with Oriana Leo, she has a Twitter. I do. You can find me at Miss Oriana Leo on Twitter or Instagram is Oriana Leo. Pretty much anywhere on the on the web, you can just search Oriana Leo. You'll find me. And please tweet me. Be my friend uh, or be my follower. Just don't be a creeper. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And follow us on AfterBuzz TV, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We welcome creepers on it on, on there. Oh, and creep me on the Nick After Show as well. I'm also doing that. Yes, that's a, that's a really good show. Thank you guys for joining us. We'll see you Tuesday for Episode 5. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. This after show is brought to you by Walmart's Savings Catcher. Walmart's new Savings Catcher is the simple and easy way to save. Just go to walmart.com slash savings catcher to enter your receipt.